information is free. The law. There is hope. Mummy says don't play with fire. Oh, oh, oh my God. That's hot. But Mummy says it's okay to play everything. Cool. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out? Hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey, and welcome to the 96th episode of The Criticast. The name is Larry, and it is an absolute pleasure being here with you at the end of another week. It's always the end of another week, isn't it? I mean, you know, it is what it is. At the end of another week in which all sorts of things happen, we've got loads of news to cover. Uh, what's it going to talk about? The top influential list. That's what's going to be the second segment. And in the third segment, something I tackled before that had to do with the... Uh, whether someone can date their friend's ex or something like that. Yeah. Before, I didn't have other people's opinions, but on this week's episode, I will have other people's opinions. First of all, the big news is that there will be no Haifa in 2016. Yeah, there will be no Harari International Festival of the Arts as we know it. They have created some sort of hybrid in which they're going to have five things that they're going to be working with. The first one is Haifa Presents, which they'll be having all sorts of shows. So they might have one-off shows and that sort of thing. Or they might even just have uh, a weekend of theatre and that sort of thing. That's going to spread out throughout the year. Then they've also got a Haifa Engage in which they're going, going to go into communities and engage and uh, upskill people's uh, and then that sort of thing. They've also got a Haifa Play, which is an interesting one, which they're getting into sport, so sport entertainment and that sort of thing. Then there's also what they have. They also get Haifa Amigos trying to uh, upskill, you know, you know, audience appreciation of content, of arts. Then finally, Haifa events where they're going to help people put events together. So that's what they're going to be up to. Uh, they're back in 2017. So we're looking forward to that when they get back. So uh, also what happened? Oh, big news that came out. Uh, Fly Africa, uh, the low-cost uh, airline, uh, decided to uh, fly, lay fraud charges against its Zimbabwean partners over $140,000 that went missing, which uh, left a lot of people who are pa passengers and customers and so forth stranded and that sort of thing and of, of late fly africa has been having problems with uh, logistics and that sort of thing you know whatever it is you know getting things done which is kind of weird because you know low-cost airline you should be able to just do this stuff but apparently there's some fraud stuff that's going on it's not quite clear yet the charges that have been laid but uh you know We'll see how this pans up with the day when it goes to court and that sort of thing. Some people are saying something more sinister is happening, where the, the shareholders trying to muscle each other out and so forth. There's still quite a, quite a way to go with this, but yeah, it is quite strange. Uh, Afghanistan in cricket, yeah, that happened. The, they beat Zimbabwe by uh, six wickets, was it? Five wickets in the second T20 and also beat them in the first T20. So they've taken a clean sweep. Afghanistan came to Zimbabwe and beat us in every form of cricket that they played. Even in the warm-up matches, they beat us. I mean, they came here and they just pretty much made off with the check. You're hosting a party and the guy comes and takes your check. It is what happened. I, to be honest, I think the Zimbabwe cricket team, cricket team should apologize for this. To be honest, uh, only Sikanda Raza and I think uh, Sean Williams and a couple others uh, acquitted themselves well in this in this series. But a lot of the other guys, no, absolute disaster. What else happened? Uh, Eska, yeah, Eska Mtungwazi, she's an artist who, who was born in Zimbabwe, moved to the United Kingdom while she was young. Now she's up for a Mercury Prize for her debut album, which is a freaking big deal. It's an amazing thing. It's like, wow, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
She's very multi-talented. She's, I mean, I've checked out a lot of material. It's difficult to put in a box, but she's got really exciting material that she puts out there. In other sporting news, Botswana, this is, was uh, pretty interesting. Botswana uh, granted asylum to, was it 10 Eritrean football players? Which is going to be, going to be awkward, right? Because there's a return leg in a couple of weeks with, uh, with what is this, uh, if uh, Botswana play Eritrea in the second leg. It's going to be awkward because, like, dude, where are my players? You took 10 of my players and sort of thing. It's going to be weird. Who knows? It's weird. I don't know. And then finally, Zimbabwe's football team is through to the uh, Chan Championships. Yeah, African Championships. <laughs> it's what they call them. Kalisa Pasua took his side through to the African Championships, which is, uh, yeah, pretty awesome. So they'll be playing in Rwanda uh, sometime early next year. So we're looking forward to that. Go Zimbabwe. Yeah, going to be excited because, you know, we're not at the World Cup. You know, so, so the little thing that we can do, let's be excited about yeah. The name is Larry. Listen to the Criticast. On the other side, we talk about that controversial list. Yes, yeah, the Criticast. The name is Larry. And you know what? This past week, there was a list that came out of uh, what they called the 100 most influential young people in Zimbabwe and that sort of thing. Well, okay. It is what it is. Um, there were 100 people, and of course, there was a reaction, as always. There's the fourth list that this, this group called the Gorinde Mambwe Institute has come up with. They've got their own metrics and so forth. And what was interesting was not so much the list itself and because, well, Walter Magai was the top and there were people like Bev and so forth and all sorts of other names that were in there. Of course, my Balawi people were like, oh, well, they know people from Balawi and that sort of thing. There's a question that I would ask the people that came up with the list, but it's getting back to what I'm talking about now. It's not so much the list itself. But the reaction to it, the number of phone calls I got from people, because we were the first ones on one of my platforms, Three Men in a Boat, to, 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 to publish this list. And the reaction was like over the top. People thought that we were the ones that came up with the list and so forth. And I needed to deal with two issues. First and foremost, I will defend the right to free speech. And I think in coming up with the list, Corinne Mabwe is saying, according to what they think, this is their list of people that they believe are the 100 most influential people in the world, in Zimbabwe, uh, as, in as far as young people are concerned. Whether they are right or wrong, there's a completely different discussion. You can, you can, people can debate over that. And you can call it whatever you want to call it. But what you can't say is that they have no right to come up with a list. And then also not come across and say, you guys can't publish a list like that. Because once we delve into that realm, then we, we become dictators where, who decide to be gatekeepers for what information may or not may not go out. Of course, where information is harmful, like, for example, child pornography and some, you know, really, yeah, out there stuff, we will decide, okay, this is not in the public interest. But when it comes to things of that nature, look. There is a right to free expression that is enshrined in the Constitution, and we're not uh, going to be a, that person who decides to give the Constitution the middle finger because we don't agree or don't necessarily subscribe to somebody's opinion. Do we agree with the least list? Is That's neither here nor there. Do we disagree with it? That's immaterial, immaterial as well. There are people who I might think which should have been higher up the list and should have been lower. There's people, other people should have been lower on the list and so forth. But that's, that's not important. What's important is the discussion going forward. What do we do about free expression? Because this is the crux of the matter right now. 
Do, do we decide what is defined as free expression based on our preferences or based on the rights for, uh, for somebody else to express what they think is, 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 is correct in their eyes? This, this is a very important part of, part of the discussion. And of course, let me, let me say something. The person arguing against the list and saying that list is wrong and everything and all that sort of thing is right to say that, that they, they or, or is right in as far as being allowed to express themselves. What they cannot do, and I'll reiterate, is to say that person cannot write the list. And also to even say they cannot, they're not qualified to write the list. That's an opinion. Anyone can come up with a list. At the end of the day, what happens is that it all evens itself out. There's so many awards. We all know about the Grammys and the Oscars and so forth in the United States. But there are loads of other awards. The ones that get up, get rise to the top are the ones that are seen as credible. So you might not disagree with this one, but it's a start. It's the fourth one. They have a list every single year. It's the fourth one, so at least they're consistent. Don't have to agree with it. And for those who are arguing that Bev isn't influential, the fact that you're arguing with, over whether she's influential or not means that she is influential. It's like when Time Magazine brought out uh, the Man of the Year once, they had Hitler on the cover. They were saying not that the person. They were not saying that Hitler was the superhero of the year, but Hitler owned the conversations and the narrative of that year. And you can't say well, without with a straight face that Bev does not own a lot of the narrative that goes out there. You are listening to the Criticast, and in the final segment, I will talk about. Uh, well, you know what. Your friend breaks up with a girl, and then somewhere along the line, you and the girl start wanting to hook up, and vice versa. You, you know, it is. If your 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 friend breaks up with his guy, and somewhere along the line, you guys want to hook up, what is the protocol? Is there anything that can be done? Should you be asking, or, or should you and your your friend's ex hook up? Is there is there a, a, a known norm for these things? Do you do? You, is it a no no? Is it uh, depending on certain circumstances, whatever it is. I decided to put this question out to the universe. The universe in this instance is my WhatsApp um, broadcast as well as my uh, uh, Facebook page. And I decided to just get other people's opinion and I'll give you mine. Now, I had this, uh, people who follow the, the credit cast will know that in the early 30s or so, episodes or something like that, uh, I did discuss this. Or I say I talked about this, but this was purely my opinion. But this time I wanted to get other people's opinion on the matter because there was a discussion this week among friends where this came out. Friends who will remain unnamed, of course. Yeah. So anyway, these were the opinions that I got on, on, on WhatsApp. Because generally my theory is hey, life is too short. Let's all move on. But if the other part, your friend, is not comfortable with it, I tend to lean towards respecting that friend because some friendships are more important than hooking up with their ex and then in my circle of friends I have people who don't mind and I have one friend in particular to hear it's a no 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 I would rather kill you before you go out with my ex but for me it's no big deal hey we are over so have fun with him. Well, for me, rules or no rules, I would think that it's best to stay away from your friend's ex as far away as possible. This is 
just so that you consider your friends feeling because I think there's a lot of torture that comes with your friends seeing you with their ex and being happy with somebody who probably broke their heart um, I think that's really my take on it in as much as really life has no formula or the more we want to make rules out of life the more easier or the more we want to break the rules I just feel that your friends feelings should come first and if they do come first then you'd know to just stay steer clear of the yeah those are two voices that decided to express themselves in audio uh, other people express themselves on one side there's a guy out there who said well with me I'm dating my friend's ex and uh, I can't tell him so I don't know what to do another one says I am sleeping with my friend's ex-husband so yeah so they couldn't put it on voice and that sort of thing they say because it's just too close to home sort of thing well and then we took the conversation over to to what is this on uh, Facebook and on Facebook we had some very interesting uh, conversation she says I would I normally wouldn't but sometimes it depends on the status of the friendship I would do it for I would do it for revenge, but never to a loyal friend. Q says depends on the relationship. Pretty much agreeing with Chieza. Says uh, depends on the relationship of uh, of the friends. My close friends know, but people I know, it's fair game. Joseph came up with a really long one, but very important. I'm just going to read mo as much as I can of it because I think it raises some interesting points. This is one of the eternal questions that plague men all over the world. What are the rules about dating your friend's ex? Is there some kind of man code that says that once a woman has been claimed by a member of your pack, there's no way another can either date her, even date her down the road? There are a lot of guys out there who truly feel that once they've dated a woman, she's off limits to all his friends, no matter how long it's been since they broke up. This is ridiculous thinking. We don't own people. We just share our time with them. It's your job to make the relationship that you have with her a great experience. And then that re and when that relationship comes to an end, you need to let her go. You had your time together and hopefully you created some great memories. But now it's not your place to try to change and control anyone's future or the way they want to live their lives. I am somebody who truly believes that people are not uh, possessions. I don't care if uh, it's a casual acquaintance. I don't care if it's your best friend in the whole world. And I don't care who you broke up, who broke up with whom. If I break up with someone and I have broken up and I've been broken up with, a, I've broken up with a lot. I have no problem with any of my friends dating my ex, falling in love with her, and even marrying her. Oh gosh, my guy is going deep. A great relationship and great chemistry between two people can be rare to come by. If you're feeling a connection with somebody, I firmly believe that you need to take every potential opportunity to find for finding a great person to be with. And if you're the, the bystander, if you're fuming because your friend is dating your ex who broke up with you, you need to realize that people are not your possessions. You may have shared something special with her in the past, and that's something to cherish. But now it's time to give your friend and your ex the freedom to do what they want without you in the picture. Charles says, it's lost and does not conform to my personal moral values. Now, see, that having been said, everybody's come up with the opinion. Like, yeah, 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 this is what I To be honest, I, I think what uh, Joseph says is, is in principle very true. You know, people are not possessions, so you shouldn't be catching feelings out there. But, you know, life is not black and white. There, there's loads of gray area in life, eh? It's like there's loads. There's more gray than black and white. So I think it just depends on the, on, on the type of friend you have. 
even if you know even if it's an acquaintance it's, it's not yeah i know some people say no it depends on the type of friendship sometimes it just depends on the type of person that you're dealing with i mean you you don't want to have those situations where you're dating your friend's ex and your 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 friend is becoming weird and it keeps interfering in relationships you you know the type of friend you have so gauge the type of friend you have and it's important that when the relationship is serious tell your friend that this is what's up what I do, however, think is if you if these if this is an ex and it's just sex and it's just one of those things. I mean, I don't know dibs on that, but, I, but you know, I don't know. It's weird because because you want to consider the other person's feelings, but of course you got your own feelings. I know it sounds crude to say, but you came into the world alone and you're gonna leave alone. Most experiences are gonna have alone. One person would say that in reality, you know, the, the 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 fleeting things we have in life, friendship, marriage, love, kindness, whatever it is, are essentially things that make us believe that we're not as lonely as we are, but we really are. So if there's any chance you can get of getting rid of that, that silly little witch called loneliness, and that happens to be with your friend's ex, you might want to give it a go, but remember, the risk there is you might actually lose your friend. Some friends are not cool with this. They're possessive. They're like that kid when you used to play football. They got upset. We're losing the match, right? You know your friend. That's what he used to do. We lose the match. The guy would take the ball and goes home with it. No football match unless I'm winning. There's what it is. It's the Criticast. The name is Larry. Thank you very much for joining me. Catch me on ZFM Stereo uh, every week between 6.30 and 7 on Fridays on the show called The Movement. And also catch me on the same channel between 6 and 6.30, the same station, ZFM Stereo, where I talk football with Sean Tafirenika and Alois Bonjira. Other than that, get in touch with me via email. The email is info at larryquidirai.com. has got a Y-I. And then also, use please use my Twitter at quidirai. Get in touch with me on these and any other topics and suggestions for things that you'd like me to talk about. Oh, yes, by the way, from next week, we'll be running, doing the countdown to the big, big 100th episode, which will be happening on the 4th of December, dropping the 100th episode on the 4th of December, thinking of holding a party. So get in touch with me if you want to get involved. You can get some celebrity friends getting involved. You can some cool things going to happen. So we're working on some cool things. So get in touch with me and let's do something really awesome. Other than that, the, the last word that I leave with you is nothing you hold is forever. What you have forever is the memory of it. It's been Larry. It's been the Criticast. Take care of yourself. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out?